Hey all, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Jonathan. Hey, hey, yo. And uh, we're doing another remote recording, so excuse any kind of uh, audio deficiencies we may have. But I think they're sounding okay. I, I, it seems like everybody's enjoying these remote recordings that we're doing. Uh, one of the things that we're doing while we're all kind of stuck at home is we started a new video series called Stream Chat. Uh, we started to stream a lot more often. And what we're doing during these stream chats, they're kind of like a live podcast. So uh, all ad-libs too. So we get into it uh, while we're streaming. I've got like, would you rather is ready to go. I have the geek box. We're pulling questions out every time. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing like who would win in a fights. And then I'll sit there and I'll cut down a two hour stream down to like maybe 15 to 30 minute video. And I'm throwing those up on YouTube. So you guys can kind of get like these little extra podcast bits throughout the week too. If you guys want to, they're just free balling ones, you know. Uh, we were supposed to have a lot more, but I try to increase the quality in the video and they end up becoming like 25 gigabytes videos, which are, you know, like five Avengers is <laughs> way better quality than we needed. So anyway, so we'll have more of those very soon. Uh, how are you been doing while you're staying at home, John? How are things going over there? Good, good. Uh, me and my wife are both still working. So, uh, cause our jobs are considered essential apparently. <laughs> um, so really not a lot at our house has changed. We... You know, pretty much wear full hazmat suits to go to the grocery store kind of thing, it feels like. Um, and we're using broomsticks to shoot people away in the streets. But other than that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, same old stuff around here. Just It kind of kind of sucks having to stay home every weekend. You can't go out and, you know, mingle with friends or, or go out of town for the weekend or nothing like that. But, yeah, but yeah we're, we're all right. We got plenty of work to do around the house. We're trying to finish a remodel and stuff, so. Always busy. That's good. Yeah, at least kind of stay busy so you're not feeling too cooped up. That's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I'm finding places to clean that I didn't know existed. I'm like cleaning the <laughs> rails by the windows and stuff like that. Like, oh man, I'm getting like a lot of cleaning done. This is great. <laughs> nice. I'm not looking forward. I'm not looking forward to the post-corona weight gain. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna gain at least that 19 pounds that people are talking about. I know, right? Yeah. I'm, I can't wait to go. Like, I don't know. Just. I'm just going to go to bars and just go to places with other people and just see people again. It's going to be great. Right. Uh, yeah, news has been really light, of course, because everybody's kind of taking it easy right now. So we'll be doing some fillers. We'll have some extra stuff at the end that's not really kind of typical for us, but just kind of some filler. Uh, but let's go ahead and dig into some things here. Uh, E3 is returning June 15th and 17th of next year. So they, we, we've got the dates now for that. Uh, Geek Freaks will be there. And uh, it's super exciting. So we're excited to see E3 back. They're saying this is going to be a reimagined event, but they also said that about the 2020 version. So uh, we'll see what happens. There might they were successful. That one was reimagined because it was full on imaginary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they had hinted at doing a digital event this June. Uh, no news on that yet. But uh, as for you know gaming news that that month in June, we'll be doing an event. Gathered gamers. Mm -hmm. Uh, is what we're calling it. And uh, again, we're going to have interviews with, with different people about their favorite video games. We're going to be covering, we're going to do deep dives on developers and do all the announcements and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, expect at least three episodes of the podcast each week. Uh, it's just going to be amazing. And uh, IGN, I guess, is copying us and they're doing Summer of Gaming. They're going to do the same thing, but <laughs> I think they copied it. I think that's what it is. I think IGN are big fans of Geek Freaks and they heard us and they're like, let's get in on this Geek Freaks bandwagon. So I don't blame I them. Know it. It's I a great idea. I met one of those guys and I remember him talking about that. Like, oh yeah, the Geek Freaks thing. You guys are doing it just right. We want to be just like you. Yeah, that's that's it. Oh man. Well, you know what? Props to IGN. I, I, you know, be successful just like us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Someday they'll catch up. Just someday. Uh, 
if you're at home and you have a Netflix account, so basically if you're an American, uh, you've all been watching Tiger King and really, really exciting news. So uh, Jonathan hasn't watched it yet, which we, we could talk about that at some point. But anyways, uh, everybody knows Jeff. He's the guy who did it. We all know he's the one that's really, really the guy who did it. He announced on Twitter today that there's actually one more brand new episode of Tiger King dropping this upcoming week. So uh, we get a little bit more of a dose of Tiger King. I think it's going to be kind of the aftermath of Tiger King. They're going to be, they talked about how they're coming in for an interview that's going to be in that episode. So I think it's going to be kind of like what it's like after the huge hit of the Netflix series. Uh, so we get a little more Tiger King, guys. That's pretty cool. Joe Exotic. Uh, Xbox has a huge spring sale. They're they're putting up all kinds of games for sale. There's a ton, there's like 40 games under five bucks. Uh, there's some huge hits. Let me go over some of the big hits. Uh, here and then, Jonathan, you tell me what one, which one of these games you want to be picking up. So mm -hmm. some of them that I know it was uh, Borderlands Three. This is a relatively new game goes from sixty bucks to thirty. Cuphead, that's a classic. It's a must own. That's uh, now fifteen dollars. Division Two, uh, that's that was thirty. Now it's only ten dollars. Uh, some of the big hits out there like FIFA Twenty is now thirty dollars. That's half off. Gears Five also half off for thirty bucks, including Madden. Madden's actually down to twenty dollars. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, which is Probably my top five games you have to own and play through. Uh, down from 60 bucks to 30 as well. Resident Evil 2 is down to 20 And then uh, Star Wars Jedi uh, Fallen Order. That's the new one that came out during Christmas. That's down to 36 bucks. They also have some hardware sales. So if you think of any of the Xboxes with like the special editions, the Star Wars special edition, all those, they're all $100 off right now. And then all the controllers are basically five bucks off. For a fuller list, you guys can check out our website, but basically they're five bucks off. Uh, is there any of those Xbox games you're looking forward to picking up? Not really. Um, out of all those, maybe I would try Red Dead, but you know, I'd, I'd probably just play that on the PC anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not really interested in any of those games, unfortunately. There are quite a bit more on the site. Those are just the ones that I thought were like of noteworthy. You know, FIFA 20 kind of thing is real big out there and stuff. So, uh, but there is a lot on the website. So you guys go ahead and check those out and see uh, what kind of deals you can pick up. Plus the uh, Game Pass is a dollar right now, which is pretty much always is for the first time. But yeah, that's all the dollar. So you guys can look at that. That's pretty good. Okay, moving on to our next thing. Moving notes around. Here we go. Uh, we have the Cards for uh, Humanity event coming up. It's from three eighty. Sorry, nine eight three Media. They're creating this event, and it's uniting players from Magic the Gathering, Mythgard, Gwent, and Legends of Runeterra to raise money for COVID nineteen relief. This is, these are all kind of like the uh, digital card games. Think of Hearthstone, but you know, it's, it's kind of like that. Uh, they're going to be having a 16 hour streamed production. Uh, and you guys could take out, take a look on the 983 events account. So if you go on Twitch and look up 983 events, they're going to have this. It's all raising money for the United Nations Foundation. And uh, you could also donate to the cause too. And all that money's going to be going towards them. Uh, that's pretty cool. So it's going to be like multiple tournaments for each game. Uh, all of that's going in for, for COVID relief. John, what are your thoughts on this? I think that's fantastic. I mean, it's a, something to entertain people. It doesn't take them out of the house. It's, you know, helps support, uh, card games, which we've, you know, always enjoyed in the, yeah. the mythical realm and all that. Um, but it kind of gives people, you know, something to do that doesn't get them out of the house and it's all for a good cause because it helps with, uh, COVID-19 relief. So yeah, it's a win-win. Yeah, I like that. Exactly. It's a win-win. Everybody's going to be enjoying that. That's pretty cool. Uh, so that's that's 983 Media, guys. Check them out. You guys can find all the links on our website as well. Next up, also some uh, more support out there. This is actually helping both podcasters and the COVID-19 response. 
So uh, Podchaser, which is a website that's kind of become this IMDB for podcasts. Uh, you could sit there and, and see the people behind the podcast. You can uh, socialize with the podcasters and, and really kind of like create this database of the podcasts that are out there, right? Uh, they've been growing steadily and we've been working with them here and there. They have a new policy they're going to be doing until the 15th of April. Every time you leave a review for either a podcast or a podcast episode, they'll donate 25 cents to Meal on Wheels. Uh, now, and, and then what's cool is if the podcast responds to your uh, your review, it doubles your donation. So really, you can really start stacking these things up. So this will all be going towards the Meal on Wheels, America's COVID-19 response fund. Uh, some some background behind Meal on Wheels. So they deliver food to the usually the elderly that need it. They deliver 220 meals every year to 2.4 million seniors. Uh, and they had a, a cool <clears throat> statement on their website that I thought was pretty interesting. 59%. Wait, real quick. Yes. You said 220 meals. 220 million meals. Thank you. There you go. Good catch. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot more. Uh, yeah. 59% of home delivered meal recipients live alone. And for many of them, the only person, the person delivering the meal is often the only person they will see the, the, during that day. So it's kind of a nice way to kind of check in on these people every day too. And one of their policies is that every delivery person is overly friendly and, you know, kind of just is a friendly face. And just that, you know, human connection every day is so important. Uh, so that's that's really a cool thing. So the team at Podchaser.com, they've take, uh, taken on this noble cause. And uh, you, what you guys can do to help out is go to any podcast, including ours, and if you review the podcast, and you can actually review each episode individually, and I think we're at like 150 episodes now. So really, you could rack this thing up. By the 15th, one of us will respond to each and every one of your guys' reviews. No matter how many you put in there, I'll just, just keep clocking away. Uh, they need to be 20 characters long, and they need to be unique. You can't just sit there and copy and paste. Um, but I will respond to everything. So every time you you review anything Geek Freaks, you, we will double your donation. We promise. So uh, that's a really good cause. Shout out to Podchaser. We've talked about them in the past. Uh, really, really good group, and that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, John, are you going to participate in this? Am I, am I going to get your help in replying to people? No, yeah, definitely. I think that's awesome because it's it's a smart way to get people to to um, you know take interest and be involved. It benefits them. It benefits the charity. I mean, Podchaser is making a charitable donation in somebody's name. I mean, it's a it's a win win again. So I. I love that. I wish more companies were using these kind of methods to bring attention rather than, you know, advertising and other marketing. Yeah. Other schemes. And this helps the podcasters themselves as well, because then, you know, of course, you're, you're going to our your, our site and stuff like that. And you're seeing it. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. And then uh, one thing I like about Podchaser is you guys could actually see uh, we don't have too much detail on the. I think mine's the only one that has a little bit of detail, but you could actually see who works on each podcast. And uh, if there's crossovers, oftentimes you'll see that person on their podcast. So it's, it's a good community, too, so you can find other podcasts and stuff like that. We're actually part of the top two lists, which are kind of like these playlists. We're part of the top two lists on Podchasers, so we're, we're kind of high-ranked on that part. That's pretty cool, um, nice. along with some a lot of our friends like Wondersoul and stuff like that. So you guys can check all those guys out. It's, it's a really cool place. Please give everybody reviews, uh, and it'll help out COVID. That's awesome. Next up, uh, those who are looking forward to playing Final Fantasy VII, the remake, uh, you could start preloading that now on your PS4. It'll launch April 10th, but with the already, there's already a huge strain on like our internet infrastructure right now. So they assume that on April 10th, it's going to be nuts when you have that, plus everybody's watching Netflix. 
so they started letting people go ahead and pre-download it. You can't actually play it yet, but you could pre-download it now so that when April 10th comes down, not everything's going to crash, you know? That's smart. Yeah. In a statement from the game producer, uh, we know that due to the COVID-19 pandemic and many people having to stay at home, some of you may be experiencing extra pressure on your internet bandwidth. We wanted to give all of our fans some extra time to download the game. So it's it's exactly that. They're just being real candid with it, and it's pretty great. Um, that's pretty cool. And we have, I think it's Daniel going to be reviewing this game. He's reviewing like back-and-back games for us, so he's hard at work right now <laughs> playing video games. It's a good job. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, he's been busy at that. So, uh, yeah, we'll have more on that pretty soon. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 Campaign Remastered is on its way. Jonathan, you've played this one. I've played this one. It's great. Uh, so... The, this came out, God, like mid two thousand, you know, era that decade. Uh, Call of Duty was once known for two things: it's fast-paced multiplayer and it's immersive, heart-pounding campaigns. Uh, one of the most memorable ones was Call of Duty Warfare Two. Activision is bringing it back, fully remastered. So I, I've actually was able to take, uh, see the side by sides, and I didn't think they can do it. They actually like almost remade it. It is unreal how better everything looks. I thought it looked great before. I mean, it's unreal. Uh, you can get this full campaign for only $20. If you have a PS4, you can get it right now. And if you have a PC or an Xbox, you have to wait till the end of April. Uh, but it's totally worth grabbing. Uh, and if you pre-order right now, you end up getting this thing called the Classic Ghost Bundle, uh, where you end up getting like the UDT ghost skin and you get like the Task Force blueprint that it's the gun from the game. Uh, it's a classic game. This is this is the best of modern war. This is the best of Call of Duty. Uh, John, you remember the good old Call of Duty games? What were some of your favorite moments? Yeah, so that's one thing I was thinking about. This is the campaign on that game, especially, was really good. But I wonder, if, with it being remastered, are they just putting a new skin over it and making it look prettier and more detailed, or are they actually changing some of the campaign, like the story, and and making it something new, just with the same mechanics of the old game? Just prettier. It, it's the same. Like they've actually had it side by side, and you're actually seeing like the same thing and over. But it looks like it's rebuilt. It's just the exact thing. Um, yeah. It's it's so, unreal how much better everything looks, though. That would be cool, but in the end, you're still playing the same game. So, yeah. like, if I take off my glasses side by side, I'd be playing the same game. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. Uh, that is a good point. Um, yeah, that would be nice to see a new campaign in that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like I like how those games feel. I, I like how the gameplay is. Uh, you know, just you know, when you make a sequel, you don't have to completely change the game. Just just make a, another story within the same campaign or something like that'd be cool or just you know expand on the same world yeah they, they recently relaunched the modern warfare title so there's there's like modern warfare new number one uh that's doing quite well and i think that's i think they've seen now like okay we need to actually go back to doing the campaigns and because before this one was just an online version and it bombed terribly so i think they've kind of learned their lesson and now with this remastered i think we're you know i think they've learned their lesson a little bit here so i'm pretty excited yeah. for that i'll be definitely be picking it up Nice. Uh, and then the last kind of news story thing here is we have an update on the uh, comic book uh, st uh, stoppage. So as you guys know, we've talked about it before last week, Diamond Distributors, they're the ones that deliver like Marvel Comics and DC Comics to the local comic book shops, right? Uh, so that means that all comic book shops are no longer receiving brand new comics, except for like the real obscure titles from like random publishers. But like all the big comics, they're no longer receiving anything new. Well, now there's an update on this thing. Diamond Distributors announced this week that they now no longer will be paying the actual publishers themselves. And they showed, they took pictures of the shelves to show everybody, like, it is bone dry, empty. They're completely empty warehouses. Uh, this will change comic books forever. We we don't know what's going to happen, but 
Uh, we know that DC has already been kind of like not healthy lately in their comic book sales. So they were kind of worrying about things with lower reach. Everybody's going digital, but there's also like the movies are taking over. Uh, and then we have like the smaller publishers where Diamond Distributors are the only, ways, the only way they were making money at all. They don't have an online presence. They all of a sudden will not be making any money. So all their artists, all their writers, all of them have to go out of work. Um, so here's what you guys can do to help out. Okay, we're always we're always trying to see this problem and then try to help it out. Again, we plead you guys, please call your local comic book shop and see what they're doing. A lot of times, like my local comic book shop, will bring your order out to your car. Very minimal contact. They're really great about it. But if not, you guys could always you know buy a gift card or stuff like that. If you want to help out the publishers, try to find the small ones. You know, Marvel's going to probably be okay, although they are pushing back all their movies as well. Uh, but they'll probably be all right. But call, but look into these small ones and then see if there's a way to order them online. Uh, there's a uh, one of our comic book artists that we, and writers that we had actually on the podcast, Alex Schumacher. He's in the midst of moving and stuff like that, and he'll probably be okay. But uh, he had a sale on his comic books and stuff like that, part of this moving sale. And it was like seven bucks for a collection of comics. It was such a good deal. And that money goes straight to him. It doesn't go to some big house or anything like that. You can do that to help all kinds of comic book writers out there, guys. So please do your part. Uh, Jonathan, is there any comic books you've been meaning to read lately? Uh, actually, <laughs> I've been putting it off for so long, but the one that I'm supposed to be reading for our comic book, yeah. uh, I picked it up and I have it. And now that you're talking about this, I'm like, thank goodness I actually bought it already before it wasn't on a shelf anywhere anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the Superman uh, Red Sun or Son of Red Red, Red Sun. Sun. I bought it too, so that we, so that we're both kind of reading it together. Nice. Yeah, so it's actually it's next to the couch right now, and I'm like, oh, I'm excited to read this one. Uh, yeah. jo- uh, Daniel, or sorry, I'll go with everybody. We have Squeaks. Uh, he has he's already ready to go. He read it and everything like that. He's ready to do it, but we're gonna wait till we're actually in person because it's a little hard to do that over over comms like this. Um, yeah. But we, yeah, we're we're kind of backed up on the thing. So yeah, Red Sun. I'm looking forward to reading that as well. Uh, but yeah, again, guys, just check out, we're going to be, so I went to the comic book shop and I'm like, you know, what do you guys want? Like, I've got X amount of money. What do you guys suggest? I said, kind of pick out five comic books you guys think will be good. And then yeah, I said, All right, buy, give me a magic deck, just kind of a starter magic deck. And we'll just, you know, Daniel's going to pick one up too. So we're going to try to find a way to actually stream us playing magic together. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out. We're going to film my my play and then his play and then we'll put them together in a video and we'll put that up so you guys can watch us play magic from our kitchen tables separately you know it'd be nice if it's if well i don't know if the comic book shops are open even to that extent but if uh because yeah they're probably closed completely but it'd be nice to stream it someday when they're open if they ever open again uh from a comic book shop actually sit down and just live stream from That's there. a good idea, yeah. I, I really like the idea of doing that when you like go in, buy two brand new decks. Because there's a lot of people who have like these custom badass decks that cost hundreds of dollars. Yeah. But if you buy brand new decks and just have fun, that's cool too. So um, yeah. we might do that. That's what I, the, the deck I bought, I haven't even opened yet because I want to open it while we're playing and just be like, look, we're starting fresh here, guys. No custom stuff in this. Uh, but I think that's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We're gonna figure out how to do it. But yeah, it was like that's sixteen bucks that goes towards my comic book shop that like, helps keep those doors open. They've been around for, the one here has been open for thirty one years. And uh, when I pulled up, it was in the parking lot, literally my car and their car. That was it. Uh, and yeah. we, we, you know, there's all there's all kinds of people out there that need help right now. So it's always good to try to see who you can help. Uh, all right, Jonathan, are you ready to talk about renewed and canceled shows? I am. There's a lot of them. All right. So over the renewed list, we have on our website. It's just it's so many. So we just put everything on the website. So you guys can take a look at it. But Jonathan, why don't you kind of pick a few here that you're happy to see come back? Um, so yeah, happy to come back. I see uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's like 
one of the funniest shows ever made. So, so good. I'm glad to see that's better. Yeah. Um, F is for Family, Orville. Uh, of course, The Simpsons. It's never gonna be, never gonna stop. Thirty seasons. It's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah, Orville too. If you guys have, if you guys are at all Star Trek fans, you know you've been listening to the Picard uh, segments we've been doing. Orville mm-hmm. is really, really good version of Star Trek. You gotta just check it out. It's it's basically Star Trek. They try to do humor. The humor doesn't land too well, but the stories are really good. I, I suggest Orville. Yeah. They got uh, Mandalorian and Picard on there. I haven't seen Avenue Five, but I hear uh, that's hilarious. I just well. finished it and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about you? Anything specific on there that you're looking forward to? Uh, you know, I'm I'm always happy uh, again to see Simpsons Alive. Mom is a really funny show. I, I was kind of surprised by surpri- I'm sorry, surprised by Carnival Row. Happy to see that coming back. Uh, Barry is one of the best shows ever. It's by Bill Hader. Have you seen Barry yet? I don't think so. Oh, Jonathan, I suggest Barry for you and, and Susan. So basically what it is, I'll just give a quick synopsis of what it is. Uh, he's a hitman, and uh, he's trying. he goes in to try to kill this guy, and the guy's in an acting class. And while he's there, he kind of like falls in love with acting. And he's a little <laughs> bit too dumb when it comes to like anything else, but he's a really good, like almost accidental hitman. So while he's there, he's working for the Ukrainian mafia. He's also trying to become a small actor. And uh, it has Henry Winkle, so, uh, Winkler, so the Fonz is in this, and uh, Bill Hader from SNL. It is such a funny show. It is so great. And like the best parts about the show, like when you really see Bill Hader's acting chops, is he doesn't quite get the acting too well until he like kills somebody and it affects him emotionally. And then he uses that on stage and he's like, perfect. Uh, it's so great. One of my favorite scenes that they use, like a little trailer they use is like, he comes in, he like starts to actually get huge roles almost by accident. He comes in and hands Henry Winkler's like, hey, I got the script for like Volleyball Beach 5. And Henry Winkler's like, oh, what are you like an extra? They're giving as, no, he's like, no, I think I'm like actually one of the main guys. He's like, no. And then he's like scrolling through. He's like, one of your lines is, oh my God, this is like a Hollywood, Hollywood, Volleyball Beach 5 or whatever. It's like, that's the name of the show. They're not going to cut that out. You're in this. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> it's so, so great. Uh, I can't suggest it enough. It's a lot of fun. But yeah. <laughs> it's on HBO as well. So if you're going to watch Avenue 5, watch that as well. Um, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, now looking at the canceled show, it's shows it's a huge list. Now this is canceled and ended. Some of these are naturally ended. Uh, are any of these something you wish you could bring back? Uh, so far, no. Actually, the second one on there is the the one hundred. Yeah. I wasted so much time watching the first season of that. It's first, I think two seasons or season and a half. Yeah, it was so disappointing. So I'm I'm glad they're not redoing that. Yeah, I think that one they're actually kind of like quote unquote naturally ending it, so they'll actually give it a finish line. Um, but yeah, I, I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to check it out. Donald's telling me about it. it. Sounds like it's really good. And then all of a sudden, you're like, no, don't bother anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it it really got me hooked with the premise and the intro and stuff like that. It really seemed cool. And then they get down there, and it's like, oh, it's just a really slowly played out teen drama. That sucks. Oh yeah, yeah, that'll sneak up on you. <laughs> yeah uh, but i see vikings is on there so that's unfortunate that one also to a natural ending but they're they're talking already about doing a spinoff for vikings that'll be about the wow. next generation with like leaf uh, erickson and stuff like that like the real famous vikings so uh Ooh, yeah cool. that's gonna be cool i just man what a such a well-done show that's really cool. i can't believe uh modern family's on there yeah they, i mean it makes sense because the kids are getting pretty old but they end it naturally and uh, they're having a beautiful season right now where they're saying their goodbyes to everybody they're doing a really good job with that mm-hmm. yeah that's another one, though, that'd be cool to do a spinoff with, you know, the kids and their, you know, their own families later on. That's a really and, good and, idea. You know, starting like five years or so. Yeah. 
Because I would love to see Manny as a dad. Oh, he would be such a funny dad. Oh, man, <laughs> yeah. that's a good idea, Jalen. But I don't know if Manny would be a dad. He'd probably be the one that's just, you know, doesn't find the right girl, so he's the uncle of the group. Yeah, but I still want him to, like, think he's a player. Like, I love what he tries so yeah. hard to get with girls and stuff like that. He's so adorable. <laughs> that's yeah. a funny one. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, for me, I hate to see Shit's Creek go, uh, but that's that's just a, such a good show. It's actually a Canadian television show. You guys check that out. It's on Netflix. It's originally on Pop Network. Um, but that's really funny where it's a rich family that loses everything and they 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 own a town called Shit's Creek. And so they move to the town and they run the, the motel and they start to come down a little bit and, and help the town and stuff. So it's a really cool show. And then The Magicians. I've actually talked smack about it like two months ago on this podcast because the acting is not great. I do really like the it's show, though. It's a sci-fi channel show. Yeah. Uh, I do really like the show, though. The stories are pretty crazy, and uh, I like the fillery part of the show, but uh, that's a, that's unfortunate to see that go. Uh, it was actually a surprise yeah. to them, too, so that's that's real bad when that happens. Have you been watching Empire? I see that's ending now, uh, I watched the first few seasons and loved them, but I just totally stopped watching. And then from my understanding, they're done because of the whole thing with, um, what's his name, Jesse or something like that? One of the characters that had all kinds of scandals around him. Oh yeah, too much media attention. Yeah, so they're like, we're gonna have to kill him off. Like, eh, let's just finish the show. <laughs> so we might see a spinoff of that. I could see a good spinoff of that with a like cookie or something like that. Be good. I liked the Good Place. That was pretty entertaining, but it was the same kind of thing. It was it was kind of get to the point that it was trying to drag on. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad they're stopping it before it gets too redundant and isn't necessary and doesn't make any sense. I've been waiting to watch it until it had a conclusion. So I'm excited that it's done. So now I'll actually give it a shot. It's on my Netflix list. I'll actually give it a watch. Yeah. No, that's there. Nice. Uh, anything else before we move on to the next thing? Uh, no, I mean, there's a few other good ones in here, but nothing really good. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our next thing, which is a uh, Bloodshot review. Jonathan, why don't you lead us on this? Uh, break down what the story is of Bloodshot. Bloodshot. Okay. So I have notes from scene by scene, but of course I'm not going to go yeah. <laughs> scene by scene and make you guys relive the whole movie. Um, but as a wide general story of it, uh, it's all about this special ops military guy. I don't remember what, what branch he's from. They did, even when I looked it up, they just said soldier. And in the comic books, I don't, I think he was Marines, but I think it's just soldier. Yeah. So I think, I don't think that matters uh to you know the details don't matter too much especially because this movie so i guess before i get too much into the plot i should explain i enjoyed the movie to start with i really wasn't liking it yeah i didn't have high hopes for it because i i didn't think it was one i was going to see in theaters nothing like that but it came out you know direct from came out uh, early i don't know didn't didn't go to theaters so i watched it real Um, real quick before you get too far it went to theaters but they released they brought it to home early because of the COVID thing okay Yeah. yeah Um, and I'm not, I, I don't like movies that are just, you know, gunshots and explosions and, yeah. you know, cars flipping off cliffs, or whatever. I don't want action just for action. Um, I like it to have depth to the story and stuff like that. So like the latest Fast and the Furious movies, I haven't even tried to watch them just cause the previews make it look like it's just a bunch of, you know, explosions and stuff. Uh, but the earlier ones I liked, I had a little bit of plot to them. So when I, of course, see Vin Diesel, I'm assuming it's going to be another f- version of Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first like half hour, 45 minutes of this show, of the movie, I didn't really like it because it seemed like it was just way too fast paced. Like it was skipping through a lot of his critical details of his life and development and stuff. Uh, but then it changed gears and it made so much more sense why they were doing yeah. that. So I'll get to more of that as I tell 
tell what it's, happened. But... Do you want to do spoilers or no? Um, I think we kind of have to. It's based on the comic book, so I think we kind of yeah. have to. Yeah, it's hard so to not tell. We will tell get into spoilers, spoilers, guys. Just kind of go a little light on this part, but then we'll go into spoilers right afterwards. Yeah, okay. So uh, his name's Ray Garrison, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ray, is, it's, it starts out showing him as a soldier. He's in you know Afghanistan or something like that, breaking into a building with his crew, his, uh, his you know, whatever, other soldiers. Mm-hmm. And they get to this guy. He's holding somebody at, at gunpoint. Yeah, pretty much... Vin Diesel out in Iraq being a badass takes out everybody gets home safe him and his him and his uh, fellow soldiers all come back safe successful and all that um, gets to celebrate with his family or his wife and then um, somebody sneaks in his house with a with guns and they uh, capture both him and his wife yeah. and it's like oh shit so this guy's already it, it skips through the story pretty fast but he's a you know American war hero that returns home and then all of a sudden is captured and these guys are interrogating him trying to figure out hey how did you find out where our base was and you killed our leader or whatever um so he's in some some hot shit and uh i'm putting a gun to his head and you know uh interrogating him and threatening him and stuff like that and not for very long before they bring out his wife and set her in front of him and he's like you know trying to comfort her and trying to tell the guy hey i don't know what whatever it is you're asking for i don't i don't actually have the answer i'll tell you everything you want to know but this is something i just don't no. Yeah, he uh, they did, he actually they, so just a real that was like the one yeah. spot where I thought Vin Diesel was doing good acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it was that was actually yeah, pretty <laughs> throughout most of this movie though, I wasn't I wasn't terribly disappointed. It's just when the the close ups on his face where he's gotta be a badass, you see him forcing that I'm gonna be a badass thing. It's just like, oh I, come on, dude, that's a little I'm convinced that's a kid on the playground badass. I'm convinced that the best performance ever by Vin Diesel is when he plays Groot. That's the because yeah. then you actually he actually has to stretch I am Groot into th- different emotions. That's his best performance. Otherwise, he's just playing the Fast and Furious guy the entire time. I think. True, and you don't have you when with him as Groot, you don't see him, so you don't <laughs> think Fast and the Furious. Yeah. So you don't have all that previous stuff attached to him. So that helps a lot too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but so yeah, he's being interrogated. The guys kill his wife. Put a the the uh, thing that they use to kill cows that puts a yeah, bolt yeah. through their head. Anyways, kills his wife right in front of him. So he freaks out. He finds a way out. Comes back. Uh, oh, so finds a way out. He gets... Um, I thought he died there. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ruining the story. Uh, they put a bullet in his head. He tells the guy, you better kill me right now because you're never going to have a chance again. The guy puts a gun to his head and kills him. So to me, I'm like, dude, this story is going way too fast. Yeah, like, but- it's only 25 minutes in and the movie's over. The guy's dead. So that's basically act one. Don't give too much away on act two because we don't want to like ruin it for everybody they should watch this movie i think okay but don't, don't give away too uh, much of the facade i think the truman show uh, i'm gonna call it that of this whole thing. well that's the whole that's the whole <laughs> thing is, that's all right that's where it changed gears completely right. was that it uh it isn't it isn't what you think yeah um right. but yeah i could do your thing i could try to tell it without spoiling all that no 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 you have to it's it's just to me it's like okay so act one is i really thought like this is a 90s action movie it's all right whatever Act two, yeah. so good. And then act three was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you guys went back to the action movie. But yeah, act two was exactly. so good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, the way they wrapped it up really kind of disappointed me yeah. too. Um, so yeah, so in act two, he wakes up in this lab pretty much. Um, the company is RST. And they have um, like cybernetic implants and all this. They right. have uh, nanotechnology is what's in him. So they resurrected him with technology and now... He has super strength. Uh, he's able to pretty much control some technology with his brain because 
He's hooked up to like the internet and stuff mm-hmm. now. Uh, he heals almost instantly. Um, super speed, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he has to regenerate, like recharge the robots, uh, or the nanites uh, every so often. Uh, but when he comes back, they they he he doesn't have any memories. And then um, they tell him, "Oh, you know, relax. We you're the first person we ever saved. We saved you because nobody claimed your body. Uh, we they didn't want to tell him that it was because his wife died too." Mm-hmm. Um, and then little by little, he starts to remember what happened, and he remembers the guy that that shot his or killed his wife and shot him. And so he breaks out of there and just goes after him, finds him, hunts him down, kills him, dead. Then uh, they. Then you they, check how much time is left on the movie. You're like, oh, wait a minute, there's a lot more of this thing going on. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's a good if story. They turned right him off. If he got, if he died, or however he comes yeah, back. Yeah. So that basically, every night we gotta explain this part. So just full on spoilers at this point. When he goes to sleep at night, he redreams everything. Yeah, yeah. So he starts over where he's a soldier in Iraq, comes home to his wife. People break in and catch him, but they these guys, so the people from RST, we realize are custom altering his dreams, changing his whole reality, everything in his brain, so that uh, he has this emotional connection, this hatred for the person who killed his wife and then himself. So they keep changing the face of whoever that person is to whoever the next target is, the next hit. So when he comes to and he finally remembers it and it's all so natural to him, it's also like it's inception. He he came up with the concept and they're trying to say, oh, no, no, don't, don't go out there, relax, stay here, we'll take care of you. And he's just got this bloodluster. I don't care how many people I got to kill. I don't care if I die myself. I'm going to avenge my wife's death. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty intense. So we see that they do that a few times and reset him and he's going out there. But the girl, uh, KT, that's kind of also being kept hostage mm-hmm. there to to run the show too with him. Um, she's feeling bad for him. and doesn't want this to keep happening. So she's trying to like help him, um, help try to find a way to get him out of there. Um and then, so what was? Oh, yeah. Uh, they they find uh, so just real on, quick. Basically, they're using him as an assassin to take care of everybody who's ever left the company. Is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Everybody who knows about that technology. Exactly. That was what the guy was saying. Is uh, want to make sure you know I'm the only one that knows how to do yeah. this. One one thing they did. They, I think they did a good job casting because uh, I don't have his name. Guy Pierce. Here. I don't. The bad guy. Uh, yeah. 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 He did a good so job. The main bad guy. He's such a douchebag. Yeah. And I it took me a little while to realize why I hate him. It's from the movie Lawless. Okay. I, I hate him. You I know? hate him from Iron Man 3. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Lawless. Yeah. I forgot he was but in you Lawless. Remember, you remember that, right? He's he's the, the guy from, from the city, the New York detective or whatever. Oh, is he? Oh, man. He, he's, yeah, he's the creepy one that slicks his hair back, and he ends up killing the cripple kid in the little hut. I have to rewatch Lawless because it's so good. Oh, you got to rewatch it. He's such a complete just oh yeah you just want to destroy him. I forgot how good that <laughs> but is. I naturally hated that actor. Might be Tom Hardy's best role, and Tom Hardy kills it in everything. Oh, but when yeah. he's playing that that gruff older brother talks like this, oh man, so yeah. cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Um. So oh so um, I'm sorry. Back to the story. Uh, on one of the hits, I think it was actually the next one, but they. Try to make it seem like this was being mass produced or yeah, yeah. done over and over again. He was the, the one. The one he's on now is the very last one he has to do, anyways. Okay, yeah. that's what it was. Um, so they send him to go take out this guy, and he's trying to protect himself. And they realize while they're watching this that he has some other smart dude in the room, and their their tech guy is like, "Oh crap, that's another tech guy. Yeah. He's actually really smart. 
I actually borrowed some of the code that we used on the nanites from him. And so they're kind of worried about it. In the, in the end, his name's Wiggins and he has a EMP that after, um, after what's the name? Bloodshot after Ray kills, uh, the, the hit, the target that was there, who was also keeping Wiggins as his pretty much tech slave there. Yeah. Uh, after he kills the hit, then he, then Wiggins uses his EMP and pretty much, uh, deactivates, uh, Bloodshot Ray and stops him, you know, uh, dead in his tracks. Right. Drags him downstairs to like his basement and uses uh, electricity to charge his nanites again and jolts him back to life pretty yeah, much. Yeah, freaking still. Uh, but then he he explains to him, hey, this is what's going on. I just saved you. I just brought you back. I freed you from the people who had control over you because they had, you know, full... They, the, when he got shut down, it shut down their system because now they're not tied to him anymore. Uh, so yeah, now he's pretty much free and uh, and Wiggins explains to him... Um, you know what the yeah. whole their whole scheme was that they kept creating these memories for him. So now he's got a new target. He's heading back to RST to tear everybody up. But that's when it kind of changes gears again Factory. too. Yeah, yeah. Was, so it was it was pretty good in there when you start to f- see their layers and it unfolds. So I was like, man, this, this is a good story. But for Act Three was kind of for Act Three. Let's kind of. I don't want to. You know, I'm trying to also say some of this for the people who watch it because everybody's stuck at home. Act Three is basically this big action film kind of thing, right? We don't necessarily need to yeah. go. I don't want everybody to like see all the fights necessarily, but yeah, yeah. But um, my favorite part of this movie was Act Two was the the fact when we got to see his life replay again, and everybody's like, "Oh no, don't go out there!" You know, like the bad acting from everybody. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I loved it. It was so Truman Show, which is such an amazing movie. Yeah, I don't know. That's my favorite part. But Act Three, what what was your what was some highlights from Act Three that you liked? Um. I mean, I, I like that that big scene with him uh, uh, and and the final boss fight. I guess you the say. elevator one, or yeah, with him actually fighting Guy Pierce on on the street. Yeah, the street. What I liked, the, I did not uh, like the elevator though. But I liked the street. Yeah, one. I didn't. I, I didn't either. The yeah, the one in the street. They did a good job with the CGI and everything. Mm-hmm. There was a, that was one where like the acting of just kind of walking stoic and it was yeah, kind of cheesy, but it was still it played well. I think. just walk this way and beat Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, imagine watching that scene without any of the CGI. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Oh, that would have been funny actually. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do want to see that now. It must have been must have been funny in the recording. But uh but yeah, the elevator scene was a little too much. I didn't I yes. didn't like it at all. I I yeah. thought some of the CGI was so bad in that elevator scene that it reminded me of like the old Spider-Mans when you can kind of see like, "Oh, these guys are floppy." Like Yeah, like Doc Ock. Yeah, you know, and, and it's kind of like, oh, you know, there there are moments where they have to do CGI like that, but yeah, late nineties. <laughs> you know, it's not really yeah. needed for now. But yeah. Yeah. So I think they could have expanded that and just a different setting, I think, would have helped. I think the way they're just going up and down right there. I know they're trying to show off the the tech that one guy had, but yeah, something something different. It was just it yeah. wasn't wasn't done. It yet. felt very like fast and the furious to me. Like, wow. Well, the yeah. bad parts of Fast and Furious. It, yeah. Yeah, it's like a sci fi action movie. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, visuals. Were there any highlights? Like any moments where you're like, "Man, the visuals on this is amazing." Um, early on, when they showed the nanites, I was like, "Wow, that's actually pretty well done for a movie." I didn't realize that was like the premise of his abilities yeah. <laughs> was the nanites. Uh, I just thought he had bloodshot eyes and was really good with the guns. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I didn't man. realize that was his thing. But uh, so the way they animated that and um, the the regeneration that you see whenever he gets shot or, you know, skin tears or anything, 
uh, it shows the nanites working. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and you see that glow, you know, glow in his chest and stuff when he's fighting, which isn't a big deal, but it's kind of a cool, you know, small thing that's easy, I'm sure, to do with CGI, but an additional effect that I think, you know, plays off well. The thing is, for comic book fans, that's probably the part they hate the, they hate the most. So uh, oh. in the comics, now I'm not, I haven't read, they're from Valiant Comics. Uh, I haven't read much Bloodshot, actually no Bloodshot, uh, but that's generally supposed to be like a bleeding spot on the middle of his chest. That is, it is where everything's like regenerating. It's like how the nanites go in and out of his body is from that center of his chest. Mm-hmm. But it's also his one weakness is like the very center of his chest. Here they just made it like, well, the the nanites are heating up. And so you could be seen through your body because they're heating up right there. So yeah. I think if you're a comic book fan, you didn't like it. I actually really liked it because sometimes you could see kind of his rib outline in there too. It was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, actually, mm-hmm. that was a pretty cool effect. But I think comic book fans might disagree i that whole fight when when he first goes out and he, he kills his first target that we see i really like that fight when he's kind of just figuring out his abilities again and he like gets yeah. shot in the face one, i thought it was pretty cool one thing i put down in my notes though is i i don't like how fast he learned how to use the nanites Good how to utilize the technology yeah. his fighting he was a soldier at least his memories are of him as a soldier we don't know if he has any of that accurate actual past but um but so he, we could assume he knows how to fight. He did just get reanimated, so you imagine he might be kind of tired or stiff or whatever. But no, he just jumps into it full fledged. Okay, I could get that bunch of adrenaline. Yeah. But the fact that he, as they're as he's trying to find his targets, because his you know mind's connected to the web and stuff through millions of nanites in his brain, uh, he's like instinctively using like GPS tracking and narrowing down how many cars are in the city and how many are traveling in the same direction just to identify the one that. He's looking for it's like that's really advanced for somebody who just found out a couple hours ago they have nanites in their head. That's a good point. I didn't think about how advanced that was for him. I just thought it was like, cool, but I didn't think about like, yeah, how are you able to track that already? Yeah, that that's like a kid just found out he's got earth bending because he kicked a rock and it went a little bit further, yeah. and then the next morning he's a metal bender. Like, not happening, but <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> gotta gotta study for years. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty good point. Uh, okay, so let's let's go ahead and grade this then. What would you give this as a grade, and is it worth watching? Or should you wait until it's like uh, totally free on Netflix? Yeah, I would. I'd probably give it like a seventy-two. Seventy-two, so a C minus. Yeah, and I would say, oh yeah, sorry, that's right, C minus, C minus. Yeah. And uh, I would say if you're if you're big into action shooter movies, then sure, go check it out. Um, I I don't know if I would recommend it as like kids action hero movies. Like I wouldn't put it with the like Iron Man family, really. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, I think I'd put it more just as a a shooter action movie. It's, it's got some suspense and some tech, and it's it's cool, but it's not. Uh, I don't think it meets the par of like all the other Marvel comics and stuff. So, I, don't know, I think I think a lot of people would like it, but I would wait until until it's free. Yeah, I, I also agree with you. Wait till it's on Netflix. I give it a flat C, um, and yeah, for me, Act Two is where it's at, and without that, it'd probably be a D because it it would have been just a very hollow action movie. Uh, yeah. I do think they made a good platform to make a sequel. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of left it at you know the perfect part where now okay he's free he understands what's going on. So if they were to make a sequel, I think there's a good chance they could do it better than the first one. Yeah, and and we could see that because Valiant has a huge library of comics. They're actually the third biggest comic book uh, re- publisher in the world. Well, I'm sorry, they have the third biggest library of heroes. That's what it is. Uh, they imagine's actually number three for the comic books. But yeah, so they they could actually do that. That's out there. Um, we'll have to see. Nice. I, yeah, I was kind of hoping for more of a grounded experience. I was like, I was happy they didn't have the budget that MCU had because I wanted a grounded movie. 
but instead they try to do what MCU does without the budget. And I was like, oh no, 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 that looks bad. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, baby steps, baby steps. So yeah, if it hits on Netflix, when it hits on Netflix, guys, check it out. I think it's Last up, the last thing we're going to do, guys, uh, there's this really cool thing. I'm going to go ahead and explain. Uh, it's called, okay, you know Jim Halperson from Network, from uh, The Office, right? Yeah. John Krasinski. So he's stuck at home too. And, and I'm sure a lot of you guys on the internet already know about this, but uh, he started his own news network this week. And it's adorable. Nice. It's only good news. And he, he has like a sign behind him. His, his two daughters drew for him and everything like that. The first episode, I'm going to link it to you, John. I really request you guys bo- uh, you both watch this. Uh, mm-hmm. The first episode, he interviews Steve Carell about uh, The Office. It was the 15th year anniversary for The Office, which seems crazy. It's been 15 years already. And uh, and then he interviews, I don't know if you've seen the video of this girl who came back from uh, her final chemo treatment. And the whole neighborhood was cheering from her, for her from their cars as she drove into, t- uh, into her neighborhood. Did you see that yet? No. It's a beautiful video. He uh, actually had a chance to interview the girl, so it was really awesome. Uh, he's going to be doing this once a week, and a lot of the information he gets is from a website called goodnewsnetwork.org. And I thought, man, that is an awesome job, John Krasinski. I want to follow suit. So at the end of the podcast, we're going to share a couple good news stories every time uh, until we're all back into action. Uh, but this is kind of a cool thing. Uh, is there anything out of – I kind of springing this on you right now, but is there anything you've noticed – kind of nice about this where everybody's being good to each other um man that's hard yeah i mean there's the, when you watch the news right now it's of course all all negative it all is, sad yeah. i mean it's all people are struggling i'm sure some of the channels are trying to pepper in some positive spins but it's just it sucks for everybody right now everyone's got to at least stay home if you're not sick you're just bored but i mean bored is the good <laughs> side of this right now because a lot of people are you know sick and hospitalized um, but I mean, I'm, I know there's a lot of people trying to, to, trying to do more charity work and stuff. Yeah. It's just so hindered right now. I mean, there's people that are making masks. Uh, there's just the regular cloth masks, but making them and donating them to the hospitals and stuff like that. Uh, which is great because the hospitals just don't have it and they absolutely need those things because you get sick as a nurse and can't take care of patients. You're going to have to go home and our hospitals are going to be full of sick people and nobody to take care of yeah. them. So. Yeah, uh, we're definitely gonna be in a bad way if that happens. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people out there trying. It's it's hard because I think there's a lot less that we can see now because the good that people are doing, they're not doing it together. It's not like there's you know camera crews out there that can record all this stuff. Yeah, and, and everything's by people's iPhones right now. Yeah, everyone's trying to stay indoors. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really know of a lot of what. What else people are doing? Out well, there get ready, John. I'm about this. to cheer you up, man. These are some awesome yes, stories. Okay, I need it. So first off, there's this dog who now delivers groceries to the elderly neighbor. Okay, 71 year old Renee Hellman has a chronic ob- uh, obstructive pulmonary disease, so she has to be extra safe, and she just simply cannot catch coronavirus. Okay, so Hellman's neighbor of 10 years, Karen Evelith, I think his name was, uh, wanted to do something to help her out, so she trained her dog how to deliver food and groceries over to the neighbor's house. So every day she'll make a meal, put it in a bag. The dog will bring it over to the neighbor's house and, and she gets it from it. And the dog, Oh man, the dog's so cute. It's this golden retriever. And then she'll also go out shop for groceries and he'll bring over each bag of groceries over to the neighbor's house. 
Now they even train the dog to get her mail. So now the dog's going to the mailbox and getting the mail for her too. So thank you so much to Karen for doing this for our neighbor. That's really cool. Beautiful golden retriever and uh, this you know elderly woman who's sitting there just petting this dog as she comes up with food. They do say in the beginning that he kept spilling food and he'd come back all sad with an empty bag like the dog knew he did wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dog. But yeah, that's a pretty cool move right there. Uh, just somebody helping somebody else, keeping their distance and, and using our dogs. That's one thing I was thinking. I had, you know, me and Beans were just watching uh, Communities Now on Netflix, by the way. Talk about a good-spirited show to watch right now. Just total delight. Me and Beans <laughs> were sitting there watching Netflix, and I'm like, man, you dogs, you guys got it made right now. Everybody's at home hanging out with you guys. We're all stressing out. It's just, it's awesome times for you guys. But yeah. Okay. Uh, as many, so this is the next one. Uh, as a means of expressing their gratitude towards uh, healthcare employees, working on the front lines to combat uh, a coronavirus crisis. Some companies are out there giving away free things and stuff like that to the, those in the medical field. So for Starbucks, the CEO, Kevin Johnson, says that every store will now be giving away free small coffees to everybody who works in the medical field throughout Canada and wow. the U.S. Yeah. That's awesome. A lot of people are pulling these like crazy double, triple shifts and stuff like that, doing everything they can, yeah. Krispy yeah. <clears throat> Kremes is going to be offering free boxes of donuts uh, starting on Monday. They were doing this. And uh, they're going to be giving out free boxes of donuts. Anybody who comes by and you can bring them back to the office, to the hospital and, and help feed everybody. So that's pretty cool. Crocs, which is really popular amongst nurses because they're really clean. Uh, they clean them like that really well. On their website, if you go in there and you talk, tell them how you're a nurse and stuff like that, they're giving you a free pair of Crocs. So all these nurses, all the, all the hospital staff, you guys can get free Crocs right now. Tropical Smoothie, they're giving away 100,000 smoothies to all healthcare workers. Just go on into your local store, look into that. It's totally free. So you get always get a, a cool smoothie, which I think is like our Java juice or Jamba juice. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Or juice it up. Juice it up. Yeah. Man, I can go for a Jamba juice right now. so many options. Yeah. <laughs> so this is really cool. We have, uh, we have over here our real rich guy that we think is kind of neat is Elon Musk, right? He, he could do the wrong things, but sometimes he does these really cool, neat things. Over in the UK, they have James Dyson. Now, you know the Dyson vacuums? Oh, yeah. He's on his own course. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of the UK's Elon Musk. Well, the UK is desperate for ventilators, as is everybody. And they asked him, can you quickly invent a, a ventilator for us so we can get this as fast as possible? In 10 days, he invented a brand new ventilator and donated 5,000 of them to the UK hospitals. And is wow. yeah, and the UK is going to buy 10,000 more from him. They said that everything will be finished uh, early April. And uh, they said that this is vital, uh, vital to stopping the fatal causes of, of the virus. So... Uh, the Dyson vacuum guy. He invented a new <laughs> in ten days. and was able to get it out there. That's, that's so crazy. That's smart. I'm sure it's a you know at least some of the same technology, if not a lot of the same technology. Of the vacuum, yeah. And it actually looks really cool too. He made it look like space age. I'm like, man, you had time to actually make it look awesome as well. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's not done until it's pretty. Yeah. Speaking of the UK, uh, in the UK and New York, a lot of ho a lot of hotels are offering up their rooms free for all medical workers so that they could sleep between shifts without having to go all the way home because a lot of these medical workers, it's so sad, but they can't go home. They're in the thick of it and they have to isolate from their own family. So hospitals are offering up rooms for them. Or I'm sorry, uh, hotels are. So in the UK, there is the hotel football and the stock exchange and the Millennium, it's called, yeah, the Millennium Hotel. All those are owned by past uh, soccer players. And uh, that's 176 beds amongst the first two. And then the Millennium Hotel, they're offering up free rooms for the next two months. So you guys could actually live out of the hotel and uh, if you're a medical worker. For uh, NBC New York reporter in New York, there is the NYU Lagon 
the Mount Sinai, the uh, Well Cornell, and the Bellevue. All those hospitals, all the hotels around them are all giving away free rooms right now. So uh, they're just Governor Cuomo's, you know, asked for them to help, and the house, the hotel owners stepped up to do that. So you guys can get in there, and they have like the free breakfast too there, so you guys can have breakfast when you go. Uh, it's pretty neat. Everybody's just stepping in. Okay, uh, Jake Johnson, who is from New Girls, he, I think he was the one that ended up dating Zoe Deschanel from New Girls. He, he's the one with the scruffy hair. You know who I'm talking about? In kind of a oh yeah unkempt yeah. shade yeah. beard kind of thing. Well, he was the voice actor for Peter Parker in the Sp- uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. So he had he goes and says this. So here's my idea. If your child is uh, home from school and wants a quick encouraging message from Peter B. Parker, send me an email with their name and I'll send you a voice message uh, personalized for each of them. So you, if you have a kid who's bored at home, you could actually have Spider-Man send them a mi- nice message. You just have to email Peter B. Parker says hi at gmail.com that's peter b parker says hi at gmail.com and he's just he's just pumping out these video messages encouraging kids who are all stuck at home right now uh people are now stocking so you know those like little libraries i know we have them here in elk grove they're like these little libraries in the middle of neighborhoods that have like take a book leave a book oh yeah yeah i like those yeah people are now stocking those with spaghetti sauce toilet paper protein bars all the essentials for some of the neighbors that didn't get get any at the store Oh, yeah, wow. so they, I've seen pictures of them now, and they're just like they'll have books, but they also have just like lines of ragu and stuff like that in there. So, because that's one thing that people forgot is like, oh, I got pasta. Well, <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, you go. Oh, that's awesome for the people that, especially for the elderly exactly. that are afraid to leave their neighborhood. Yeah. And that at book exchange is also really nice because everybody's kind of stuck at home. It's really good to catch up on some books. Uh, I I love that program. I wish it would spread to more neighborhoods. I know we currently have it in ours around here, but it should go to more places. Yeah. Uh, there is a uh, a teacher named uh, let's see, his name's Chris Waba. So he's been doing he's a middle school teacher, and he's been doing like online classes with all the students. Well, one of his students, twelve uh, year old Riley Anderson, just was not quite getting this algebra problem, and uh, it's a well, I couldn't even it's it's graph and algebraic function. I probably couldn't have gotten it either. So <laughs> he says, okay, I know what I'm going to do. So he goes to her house with a whiteboard in hand and a marker, stands out on the front porch and actually gives her a lesson from the front porch, making sure she understands Dang. it. So the mom, of course, took a picture uh, of him out there and she's behind the, the screen glass door. So, she, you know, nobody's being, you know, and he's totally explaining like how to do it and like that. And she ends up getting it. Okay. So that was just a cool move from a teacher that's made, taking that extra step. All these teachers out there that are having to learn a new way of teaching. I mean, they're doing a really good job. NBA players uh, who have recovered from COVID nineteen are now donating their blood for clinical trials because they've been do- they've been they found a way to inject cured COVID patients into non cured and they have the ability to fight off the uh, infection with the antibodies in their system. So now there's NBA players. There were some of the earlier ones that got infected. They're now donating their blood. So a lot of these uh, NBA, player- NBA players are not uh, named, but one of them is. Boston Celtics guard Marcus Smart. He's been donating his blood to the Boston hospitals to help out with this. We have Man, that's awesome. one more. Uh, an anonymous, this one, oh God, these stories, I just loved reading through these. I can't wait to do this every week now. An anonymous uh, Maryland mother is being hailed for leaving out hundreds of bagged lunches for her community during the coronavirus shutdown. So she has a table and like a tent over it. Like if you're going to like a baseball game, everybody's got those tents. And she put a sign out there and on the sign, it says, let me see if I have it here. Uh, for anyone who needs it, I will be leaving some healthy sack lunches 
uh, on this table for you if you're hungry and need to eat. Made with love by a neighborhood mom in a clean and sanitized kitchen. So every day from 11 to 1.30 p.m., she has a bunch of sack lunches out there. Anybody can go over there. Uh, uh, one of the moms in the neighborhood, Kimberly Gussow, says she's a mother of two. She says that this, she appreciates the gesture and the kindness for her children during this quarantine. She's working full time, and so she's having a hard time maintaining work and the kids staying home and stuff like that. And these sack lunches have been a savior for them. So it's just a really cool move uh, by uh, by that neighborhood mom. She's anonymous too, so we can't have a name for her, but that's pretty awesome. Uh, that's it for the good news for this one. Just wanted to kind of share some of the good stuff that's going out there. Uh, and then again, check out the YouTube channel. It's a brand new YouTube channel called Some Good News. Uh, and it's by John Krasinski, and it's totally funny. It's just so good. To, he, today, this morning, he actually released the full-length interview with him and Steve Carell. And just hearing their like favorite episodes and stuff like that, I was like, oh, man, that took me back to The Office. It's a good show, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it was really cool. Uh, all right, John, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to say before we head out? No, nope, I think I'm good. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, we're hoping to kind of get you guys some full episodes as we go. I know it's kind of been slow lately but just stick in there and be cool with each other and we'll see you guys next week bye Bye. thank you for joining us on the geek freaks podcast you can find us on twitter at geek freaks pod we're also on facebook instagram you can email us we have our patreon and a store all those links are in the description thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next week